Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. What can be said about that perennial St. Patrick's Day staple that hasn't already been said? Well, we're going to find out as we sip some of the water of life that is Jameson Irish whiskey. Obviously, we'll look into some of the history of this legendary distillery and what they mean today. So, pour yourself a smooth drink and join us as we have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. How is everybody doing? Doing fine, thank you. How are you guys doing? Great. Uh, not going to complain, not going to complain. How how are things with you coming live from coronavirus <laughs> uh, ground zero, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, with the newest, the freshest confirmed case just doors down? The number of people that texted me that day that said, "Are you the one? Are you the guy with coronavirus?" Which makes me wonder: Do they think I'm around, like just like licking random people? And... I mean, <laughs> that's one level of concern. <laughs> Look, my idea is get that blood alcohol up high enough, and it can't survive. I mean, fair enough. Oh. Uh, also, I, uh, I mean, I, I did have a mild sinus infection <laughs> this past week, but. That's been about it. Um, so uh, pre-show, we were talking about we, the two of us, had finally seen Toy Story Four, <laughs> and uh, I just sent in the in the group chat a uh, the picture of the dummies we were talking about. <laughs> I don't know how no one like everyone who saw that movie should have had nightmares. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I haven't seen the movie, but she sent the picture, and I went, "Oh, yeah, those things from Goosebumps." That's basically exactly what yeah. It's the like. same same dummy, but the, and there were like five of them, and the and the fact that they're like they're also just like walking all clumsily, and I'm just like, no, no. Yeah, there is the point though where they send the stroller out when it's oh, got God. one of them in it, and it flips over, and people panic, thinking there's a child. They're like, "Oh no!" And they run over and flip it over, and it's one of the marionettes in it and they just like scream and start running away and I was <laughs> oh, like yeah God. that's the appropriate reaction because <laughs> those things are terrifying <laughs> oh so what have you guys been up to oh um, you know toddler things uh, <laughs> dealing with you know toddlers not eating it's, it's really frustrating when you're trying to nurture this thing because law says if you don't do a good job at this, you go to jail. And you're like, okay, I've got to nurture you. You need to eat. You need nutrition. And they look at you and just throw it in the floor. 
They're like, yeah, I don't Threw it care. on the ground. It's like, you are actively fighting against your own survival. <laughs> They're not part of your system. <laughs> it's kind of aggravating. Yeah, but then, not his dad. That's a cell phone. <laughs> but then we we sat down and watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and he was captivated and smiling and laughing, and I had started crying. <laughs> so it's and now I can't watch Mr. Rogers without crying. I'm just like, what what the hell's become of me? Yeah, uh, the the eating thing has been stressing me out a little bit, especially since my mom is just like, he needs to gain weight, and I'm like, probably. <laughs> yeah. The doctor said he's fine. It's just he's he's being a toddler now and just yeah. suddenly like being said, picky. They 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 all go through. Yeah. All children that I've noticed go through this phase. They're like, you need to eat. Nah. Yeah. But they have like three bites. But you have to survive. <laughs> he's I like, pray I can... for a cold embrace of death. <laughs> he's like, can... I'm sure you do, small child. But you need to be at least in your thirties before you start realizing that. <laughs> It's just like, no, it's like you can't survive off of breadsticks, french fries, and chicken nuggets. It's just Look, not going to college help. said differently. <laughs> and and he, he'd he be happy with, like, breadsticks and milk for the rest of his days, I think. Who wouldn't? So like, mean, let's get a little juice in there just to get, get you some vitamin C and some other things. He takes a drink of the juice and he's like... He's like, nah. He just, like, he'll literally slap it out of your hand. He's like, nah, I don't want any of that. Give me the good stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's been fun. Uh, scurvy's fun, though. <laughs> he eats popsicles, so he's getting. <laughs> They're like that's fruit. like me trying to convince my parents that pizza was the healthiest thing I could eat. <laughs> They're like fruit bar with veg popsicles. It's he wouldn't weird. eat the lasagna tonight. Like we made a lasagna, and he wouldn't eat it. It was really good lasagna. It was instant pot lasagna, mm. and uh, it was, yeah, it was it was <laughs> or really as good. I like to think of it, spaghetti cake. <laughs> this legit looked like a cake because it was on a, in a round like springform pan because of the instant pot. I, I'll have to send you the picture. I sent it to Ian. And I was like, we made a meat cake. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. The meat cake was very good. Oh yeah. Uh, the sadly, the most alcoholic thing I've had in the last few weeks has been uh, been Nyquil. Oh. So. And it's been a, uh, it's been fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm now at the stage of my sickness, though, that I went, you know what? You know what will cure this? A good shot of whiskey. Jameson's going to do. <laughs> Jameson's going to do. Say, so we don't have any good whiskey right now. But... I mean, I do. I do. I've got some I've got some scotch. i got some bourbon. You still have, I like, hibiki, some... so never mind. you got hibiki. i got some hibiki still. I, Jameson's fine, but, you know, sometimes I want something that's not water. They call it the water of life for a reason. <laughs> I mean, that said, I'm like just drinking on this, going, "Yeah, I cut my teeth on this stuff. I'm, I'm still kind of happy." It's, it's honestly like with with Guinness. You're like, I, I guess. Uh, no, I you can't know? go back to that. Well, okay, some people can. I mean, it's you know, it was the same premise though. We started there. Uh, yes. So all right. Um, so apparently, we've been up to f all. Yeah. Recently, we've taken it easy. Life, and sickness. Yeah. And sickness. <laughs> no, <laughs> Look, I don't have coronavirus, and that's that's all. That's, that's the important part. Counting that as a win right now. Um, so you I know, guess... I d- look, a couple of weeks of uh, of quarantine do sound real good. I could get my computer set back up and probably finish uh, Witcher Three. Oh yeah, I could. Some quarantine I could, time. Uh, 
Look, you just quarantine me in my room. I'll turn my weird dual front door scenario into a hazmat thing and just have pizza delivered. <laughs> you just gotta just create, need some plastic tarping. You gotta create an extra seal on there so they can put the pizza in, close their end of it, and then take the no, money I, and leave, and then you can open your end of it, grab the pizza, and bring it in. I, I just need to, like, step out there and already be in a hazmat suit. <laughs> just... I need to look like Marty McFly in back in the first Back to the Future movie when he's Darth Vader from the yeah. planet Vulcan. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, at that point, you got to get like a dash pass for for DoorDash. You but know? at the rate everything's getting canceled, I'm hoping our one announcement is still going to happen. We've got some time for things to die down. But uh, we're hoping you guys can meet us if you're going to come to Oktoberfest Zinzinati. Uh, the organization that puts it on has not yet announced official dates, although the city of Cincinnati and other organizations like five are, different websites. are saying uh, <laughs> September 18th to September 20th is going to be the date. So, we'll and have a vaccine by then. We'll be fine. <laughs> that's generally the weekend in September that it falls on, so you can bet your pretty much bet your money it's going to be those dates. And it is... America's Oktoberfest, uh, the country's largest Oktoberfest. We are a sister city to Munich, and the mayor from Munich used to come out here, but we kind of started having Oktoberfest the weekend they start oh, Oktoberfest in Munich. Yeah. So he has to be there to kick things off so he can't come, so instead they send like city council members from Munich to help get us going here, and uh, we usually get Jim Cook from Sam Adams to come help uh, kick things off in a drunken slur. And demand uh, his beer before the. Well, no, the, he can't serve anything until the tanks are tapped. The one year they he's tried. Already got, he's they like tried he's to already tell got him. Double fisting. No, he he was like, "Who do I have to see to get some of my own beer?" And they're like, "Well, it's not tapped yet." And then he just like walks off, and then he comes back on stage with a full stein. <laughs> you know, after the Sam Adams dogfish head thing, can we have Sam Calgioni join him on stage this can time? Can they both be drunk? That would be the best. Could they come to the? Uh, Cincinnati Tap Room, and bring some of that uh, worldwide stout aged in Tapia's barrels. But if we could have like Dogfish Head like be more prevalent in addition to Sam Adams stuff there, that's fine. And Anywho, if, if they could have some badges <laughs> for some of that, that would also be great. So we can transition easily into Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, <laughs> Yeah, guys, we have. A lot of badges. Yes. We haven't had badges for a in. while, and now they're, they're raining from the sky. I, I think we need a lightning, lightning round this. Okay. I think it's because they bought Beer Advocate. We'll get into that in a minute. I mean, may, may, maybe it's just because tis the season for drinking. And so first we have Oscar... It's also, we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Ah, uh, yes. For, for America, that is the season for drinking. Mm-hmm. Also, Mardi Gras just happened so mardi gras st patrick's day and then cinco de mayo so there's there's <laughs> gotta load these badges up so let's start with oscar blue oscar blues badge o bliss uh which is for their uh you can get it for their cano bliss ipa series uh and it is check into one between march 6th and april 6th of 2020 and then we also have bell's Lighthearted ale. I had honestly uh, been waiting. To, I could not find this for the longest time after it was supposed to be out because I really, for the show, I wanted us to be able to do when uh, Double Two Hearted came out to do Lighthearted light. 
yeah, do the lighthearted, the regular double-hearted, and mm-hmm. double two-hearted, and like never made it out in that amount of time. I was just like, ah, but here ah. it is now, and all the double two-hearted's so past its prime. Yeah. Well, lighthearted you can get between Mar- uh, March 1st and March 31st to get a badge. Uh, so get it for the lighthearted ale 2020 edition. All right. Which well, um, this to the next one. Yeah. So, sorry. One that uh, it, it's a new. <laughs> like it was my fault. <laughs> a new thing is happening uh, with founders and KBS. Guess what? As of this month, it's available year round. We live in that world now. Just come to terms with that. KBS available all the year round now. But uh, check into it during the month of March, and you can get the KBS season. Just got a whole lot longer badge. Boom, short, sweet, easy. So this other one, uh, I think they had this badge last year for O'Hara's Irish Craft Beer. I can never find this I've stuff. I've never had it. Yeah. It's not. I don't think it's in this market. Uh, but if you check into an O'Hara's during the month of March, you'll unlock the O'Hara's Irish Craft Beer badge. And they have a, um, we'll have the link, of course, but they, they have a, a link. Lot. They have a list, like a full like list of They have stuff. a much oh. larger list than Guinness. Mm. Just, just to toss that out. And speaking of Guinness, <laughs> uh, the next badge is it's the final countdown. <laughs> the drink, countdown drink, is on. Drink, 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 drink. drink. Oh, did you guys just make that up right now? Like that's yeah, okay. we did. Uh, <laughs> so this ends March seventeenth, so middle of this month. Uh, to check into a Guinness draft, specifically Guinness draft, uh, and then it's for the countdown is on badge, of course, for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, because mm-hmm. Guinness. Uh, the it next one we have is from uh, New Holland. You don't get a lot of badges from them, I don't think. No, and this one was I found hard. I had to trade to get a hold of some of these. Yeah. It's just because it was, it, I was, I it was, you say it, and I'm like, it's either going to be something amazing, or it's going to be Pilgrim's Dole. So, <laughs> uh, uh, again, I on my revisit to Pilgrim's Dole, absolutely loved it. But we we rushed through the other ones. Drag this one out. Sweeten it up. Make it sexy. I'm not good at that. Uh, this is the Poets Brunch Stout. So, uh, 2020 brings two new release series from New Holland: The Journey and Brewer's Best. Brewer's is it Best just series. Just a small town beer. <laughs> Ruin in a lonely world. Did it take the midnight train going anywhere? It did, We've and it was a cinnamon got to train. record this greatest hits thing that we're doing. <laughs> Uh, okay, so they have explored and experimented with distinct flavors and premium ingredients so that each sip tells the story of creativity and craft that's meant to be shared. First release in the series is the Poet's Brunch. It's pastry stout inspired by their flagship, The Poet. Two more releases will follow in 2020. Uh, check into one Poet's Brunch stout between, uh, well, between doesn't really matter, but you have until March 24th uh, to receive this badge. And there's going to be more in this series, and that means I need to hang on to one of the ones I have. So maybe at the end of the year we can run through the series along with the draft. Just a hazy IPA going anywhere. Brooding, coming back from South Dakota. All right. <laughs> yeah, it gets even better. I just said accuracy. Uh, so, well, um, close to Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Close enough. Uh, so finally we have Deschutes. Little squeezy, juicy I- ale. <laughs> I wanted to say IPA, but ale. Uh, introducing little squeezy, juicy ale, which sounds like a wrapper. Uh, we took 
<laughs> most of the gluten out and packed all of the flavor in. Um, so apparently a gluten-free juicy IPA or juicy ale. Uh, so if you check into one of these, you will get uh, until March 31st, so you have until the end of the month to get this badge. I suppose there is demand for something like that. Yeah. Uh, what will Deladder's answer with? Mm. We'll, we'll have to get Casey on to that's, see. That's the question. Instead of, uh, you can get a little a squeezy, big, grabby. <laughs> so uh, if that that if, gets to uh, if you're wondering what Casey's been big, up to, big, big grabby white. No, never mind. If y'all are wondering what Casey's been up to, you can go check out uh, Broken Thrones social media accounts. And there's all kinds of slow mo sexy videos like it with of Casey uh, rolling bourbon barrels because they're across the street from uh, Alltech. Mm. Who they're getting some they're getting some bourbon from them. Who does they do Town Branch is their big bourbon that's out there. They do a couple of other expressions, but Town Branch is the one that's a crap ton of. But they uh, do all kinds of barrel aged beers like uh, Kentucky Ales, and the one of their distilleries is right across the street from Casey's Brewery, and they have all these sexy slow-mo videos of Casey rolling the barrels to music. They're, they're killing it across. on the Instagram, I have to say. Like, uh, the even the trivia night stuff that they've been posting for Instagram, I'm just like, damn it, I'm going to go, go down uh, there now broken, for trivia. Broken Throne Brewing is what you need to look up. But that's uh, yeah. it's Casey's, Casey's new thing. <laughs> all right, well, we do have a topic uh, for this the uh, weekend eve of St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, speaking of old things. During the great storm of 1781, John Jameson lost a barrel of his beloved whiskey. He said goodbye to the crew and went in after it. In hindsight, that probably wasn't a good idea. Weeks later, a funeral was held. All of Ireland was in attendance, including John Jameson. Yes. Why is the family crest not taste above all else? I know, it's a really <laughs> great tagline, actually. Like, I kind of like it better than the, uh, is it, like the, is it Latin or Gaelic? Because I really don't know either, so. It'd be, the crest is going to be in Latin because it was given from the crown. Oh, okay. Uh, let's start out here with uh, the Jameson family coat of arms seen on the brand's label. So, Ed, again, we are talking about Jameson Irish whiskey in the distillery. Yes. Uh, but the uh, motto, Sen, uh, Sen Metu, which means without fear, uh, the family has granted the coat of arms in honor of their pursuit of pirates along the Scottish coast in the 17th century. <laughs> Y'all, I learned so much today. Like, looking a lot of this stuff up. There's some good history. Like, you might be like, eh, it's a bar of whiskey, and it's like, some history. <laughs> like, not hey. not, Mandalvi uh, le- not Mandalvi-level history, but still. Uh, yeah, just to be like, so before they were making whiskey, they were hunting pirates. <laughs> hey. Just. Like you do. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, well, John Jameson was originally a lawyer from, uh, <clears throat> a, I'm gonna say that wrong. A lawyer? Uh, Aloha? It can't be Aloha. Look, no, I've got the best. Uh, I subscribed to the uh, R Scottish, what was it? Scottish People Twitter, the subreddit. And it's great because there was one trying to explain to white people how to say Edinburgh. And it was like, pretend you just saw your buddy Eden 
across the street and you're yelling to get his attention. So you're saying, Eden, hey, Eden, bra, bra, Eden, bra, Eden, bra. Anyway, he was born in Scotland, which makes me feel like the old uh, 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 salsa commercials, like, New York City. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Scotland. Get a rope. <laughs> uh, anyway, he founded the eponymous distillery in Dublin uh, in 1780. Uh, sort of. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get <laughs> into that as well. Way. Previous to the founding of the distillery, he married uh, Margaret Haig uh, in 1768. She was the eldest daughter of John Haig, uh, the famous whiskey distiller in Scotland. John and Margaret, uh, who are the whitest people you'll know, <laughs> had eight sons and eight daughters. And Sixteen even... children, of which they... only ten survived to adulthood. Hmm. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> Uh, portraits of the couple uh, by Sir Henry Rayburn uh, are on display in the National Gallery of Ireland. Which well, John had commissioned after his retirement and before his death. You know, you gotta give back before you die so people forget the terrible things you did. Mm -hmm. uh, John Jameson joined uh, the Convivial Lodge number 202 of the Dublin Freemasons and, uh, on the 24th of June 1774. And in 1780, Irish whiskey distillation began in Bow Street. Uh, in 1805, he joined. Uh, he was joined by his son John Jameson II, who took over the family business that year. And for the next 41 years, John Jameson II filled up the business, handing it over to his son John Jameson III in 1851. <laughs> noticing, noticing a trend here. It's it's less of a family thing and more of a dynasty, kind of like the Beams. Mm-hmm. In 1901, the company was formally incorporated as John Jameson's Son Limited. Four of John Jameson's sons followed in his footsteps, distilling in Ireland. John Jameson II at Bow Street, William and James Jameson at uh, Marrowbone Lane in Dublin, where they partnered with their Stein relations, calling their business Jameson and Stein before settling on William Jameson and Company. In 1780, uh, the 1780 scene on the Jameson bottles refers to the year that the Bow Street Distillery was originally founded by John Stein. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, John Jameson was brought on as a general manager of the distillery, though he didn't actually take full ownership until 1805. The yeah. fourth son of uh, fourth of Jameson's sons, Andrew, who also had a small distillery in uh, County oh, Wexford, in Esquirly. <laughs> County Wexford, just say County Wexford. <laughs> County Wexford was uh, grandfather of oh yeah Guillermo Mar Mar Marconi. Marconi, the inventor of the wireless telegraph. Marconi's mother was Aunt Annie Jameson, Andrew's daughter. So of of I'm these, sorry, I was not prepared to pronounce Italian in the middle of I this know, episode. Right. So just to throw it, oh, we were going to find so, the clip to know, insert in here. The from kid, so the kids show that we watch with Emmett Storybots. They Storybots have a whole on Netflix. Aside about Marconi, they have a little song for Marconi. Find it. Oh, yeah, Stall for time. <laughs> Wait, because we, we, we didn't know we didn't who know. actually invented radio. Uh, well, he invented Wait. a he wireless yeah, telegraph, telegraph system that. In, may have inspired, but it kind of led to it. Did, did we find it here? Marconi, Marconi, the 
genius inventor Marconi. <laughs> in the land of fedoras and tasty spumoni, there lived a young genius whose name was Marconi. He'd tinker and daydream and read through the day. Go do something useful! His father would say. Now scientists then were already aware that electrical waves could be sent through the air. Which soon led his curious brain to inquire. Could messages somehow be sent without wire? So he took to his lab and succeeded quite well with a gadget that set up a faraway bell. He showed it to experts who told him, Dear boy, it won't work long distance, it's only a toy. Now he could have just put it away. <laughs> I don't think we're going to play the whole thing because we're already probably in bad territory here. But, uh, no, it's yeah. fine. Uh, the, by the way, uh, Tesla and Marconi both were making very similar devices. Tesla did his first, but mm. there was a fire which destroyed his work, and he ah. filed the patent eventually. And gotcha. Yeah. Anywho, so. who thought Marconi? So we've had ancient Greek geographers showing up in recent episodes, <laughs> and now Marconi. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff with this this whole family it's just strange <laughs> well john jameson's eldest son robert took over the family business in uh scotland uh the jamesons became the most important distilling family in ireland despite rivalry between the bow street and marabone lane distilleries uh, just and... like to imagine them walking down the streets snapping rhythmically <laughs> is this is this uh <laughs> once, a once you're production? a bow you're a bow for life <laughs> wow so I had to I, I had to kind of pause for a second and look on here. There is a great podcast if you like uh, dramatic reenactments in your podcast. I do not, but you can find a story of Irish whiskey, and this is a great. I think it's still ongoing. They keep adding to this, but it is kind of dramatized version of a lot of the things I'm getting ready to talk about. Hmm. Um. So, but <laughs> yeah, but me, that said, I'm gonna say yeah. But me and Chris fall very hard on the. Uh, I don't want dramatizations in my do not like it if yeah. you're adding, having to add sound effects and like ooh, let's add a light rain in the background of this person who's not the historical person talking but we're gonna have them pretend to be i'm like no just just give me just say it's you a can quote. do it in the ken burns documentary yes. if you're reading letters from the civil war yes dear martha, <laughs> dear martha. <laughs> i'm good with a good like a, a good dear martha i'm fine with but if you're adding rain in the background, having someone pretend to be writing to Martha, no, I'm, I'm checking out right there. That's what it, fair, yeah. What, I want to hear George Washington's dear Martha. <laughs> no. <laughs> By the turn of the 19th century, the company was the second largest producer in Ireland and was one of the largest in the world, producing a million gallons annually. At the time, Dublin was, again, keep that in mind, a million gallons annually. That's, that's, that's quite, it's not small. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> Uh, at the time, Dublin was the center of the world whiskey production. It was the second most popular spirit in the world after rum. By 1805, Jameson had become the world's number one whiskey internationally. Today, Jameson is the world's third largest single distillery whiskey. As much as you might want to knock it, keep that in mind. They sell well. <laughs> they Look, they sell broadly to a lot of places, and they are they are synonymous with with Irish whiskey at least abroad. Yes. Now, James... Some places might make a better whiskey, but if you're trying to find the most available Yep. That's it, this is the argument I can make with Budweiser in the US. No, oh yeah. I'm... Jameson is definitely the bud of you know the I the whiskey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh disagree with those statements. Mm, yeah, I, that's, I think that's... so. But Budweiser has different business practices that... Oh okay I'm, yes. I'm gonna go but ahead. I mean as far as like recognition and 
and and notoriety. I, I got to disagree. All right, Jameson's employees received above average wages for the time, and uh, he produced only the finest grain. Sometimes paying farmers in advance to grow cereals for him. He also I'll followed... take uh, I'll take one uh, cocoa crisp and one uh, fruity pebbles. Well, you think about it, it's <laughs> it's kind of like how hops are going now. Uh, like yeah, people uh, that's are true. like the but, hop I mean, vaults. this guy just this guy also needed a lot of milk, and uh, <laughs> but at the time, like he maybe was... some booberry. Count Chocula. So yeah, no, he was locking like here. he was going to the farmers and just like you've not even grown this yet, but I'm going to go ahead and pay you now for X amount of these malts. You uh, better he deliver, <laughs> or my or my my ninety sons will come and burn your fields down if not. Never heard of the Irish Mafia? It's a real thing. Uh, he also followed all stages of the production process with great attention to detail. When it came to maturation, John Jameson ordered the excavation of cellars on the distillery site to provide cool, moist conditions for optimum aging of his whiskey. And he I allowed... read that for a minute as opium aging. <laughs> I mean, possibly. <laughs> and he allowed it to remain in cask for much longer than many of his competitors to ensure the highest quality spirit. Jameson died on the 3rd of December, 1823, by which time Jameson, uh, the Jamesons were firmly established as the country's leading whiskey family. In uh, the Lost Distilleries of Ireland, Brian Townsend declares that John Jameson was arguably the single man driving force uh, behind the success of Irish whiskey industry in the 19th century. That's kind of what I was referring to when I was talking about that podcast. Uh, it, it talks about the drama of the events of the family. Like It was very much a mafia style of Bushmills, Jameson, and, like, the big names coming together and deciding something had to be done to keep their industry alive of Irish whiskey. We, like, get, we the, get the five families together. They sit down, form the, a commission. There was a literal meeting at a farmhouse. I can't remember at which family's farmhouse where you had that exact moment where all the, the, the big whiskey families, Irish whiskey families, came and sat down together, and they said, look... To survive, Irish whiskey has to come together. Then one of the Bushmills made a play <laughs> against the Jameson family. The Jamesons pretended everything was fine, but then they actually sent the youngest son <laughs> into a into a restaurant where he got a gun out of the toilet and then put a bullet in the guy's head when they tried to have a peace talk. <laughs> if you want the real story, just go check out a story of Irish whiskey. Like they're they're not sponsoring us. I'm just saying there's some good information if you can get past the the dramatization of it. Uh, the temperance. Or, you could watch The Godfather. <laughs> that too. The temperance movement uh, in Ireland had enormous impact domestically, but the two key events that affected Jameson were the Irish War of Independence and subsequent trade war with the British, uh, which denied Jameson the export markets of the Commonwealth. And shortly thereafter, the introduction of prohibition in the United States. Kind of the Ireland double whammy. could not catch a break. Yeah. They, they couldn't handle... <laughs> This exclusion from the American markets. Uh, while Scottish brands could easily slip across the Canadian-U.S. border, thanks to the Kennedys, <laughs> Jameson was excluded that's, from it. That's disputed. That's actually... Is it? It's, yes, actually. That's that, that's a lot of uh, uh, propaganda against one of them. There's, there's conflicting reports. Hmm. Well, uh, Jameson was excluded from its biggest market for many years. Hysterical 
hysterical <laughs> historical pot still at the Jamin Distillery. Jameson Distillery in Cork. Wow, I've already had way too much of this. <laughs> Introduction of column stills by the Scottish blenders in the mid-19th century enabled increased production that the Irish, still making labor-intensive single-pot still whiskey, could not compete with. Uh, there was a legal inquiry somewhere in 1908 to deal with the trade definition of whiskey. Uh, the Scottish producers won within some jurisdictions, and blends became recognized in the law of that jurisdiction as whiskey. The Irish in general, and Jameson in particular, continued with traditional pot still production process for many years. And I do like to say, just down the road from us, you can see uh, one of the newest bourbon distilleries, New Riff, where they have a three-story column, uh, copper column still, that you can, like, it's just glass encased and driving by, you can see the thing from the road, and it's something to behold. <laughs> to yeah. see a three-story <laughs> column still, just hanging out. That's it. They have uh, uh, one of the pot stills, I think it's from Jameson, that they have just, like, on display somewhere that's, like, just kind of neat to see. Hmm. I also love the idea that that when they have to replace them, they would go in after them and like bang them up in the exact same spots oh, to yeah. make sure just everything, everything condensed to the right way, so, which they didn't understand at the time. They just knew it worked. Yeah, that was one of those things. I think we talked about it in an earlier episode yeah, uh, yeah, where did. it was like a sympathetic magic, they thought, like yeah. to, to carry over, like it had to be look the exact same. To carry over and produce the same flavors, but then come to find out, no, chemically it is causing differences in distillation, pulling in weird spots. And it's like, no, this is changing this. And... Yeah, and like it was, no, it is actually a necessity to produce the same quality product. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the creation of the Irish Distillers Group. So, in 1966, John Jameson merged with Cork Distillers and John Powers to form the Irish Distillers Group. In 1976, the Dublin Whiskey Distilleries of Jameson in Bow Street and in Johns Lane were closed following the op opening of a new Middleton distillery by Irish distillers outside Cork. The Middleton distillery now produces much of the Irish whiskey sold in Ireland under the Jameson, Middleton, Powers, Redbreast, Spot, and Paddy labels. The new facility adjoins the Old Middleton Distillery, the original home of the Patty Label, which is now home to the Jameson Experience Visitor Center and the Irish Whiskey Academy. Uh, so, uh, so just picture, I'm just picturing an Irish Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> so if you're keeping track at home, pretty much all Irish whiskey is whiskey. coming from the same distillery. Yeah. Yep. Because like we're like we were talking earlier in the chat about like oh like I, I really like this one I like this one they're all from the same spot. It's all coming from the same place, the same stills. It's almost like when you talk about Guess Buffalo what? Trace stuff. Yeah. It's all uh, coming from the same stills, the same place. It just matters where it was sitting in the Rick house. Yeah. Uh, the distillery... It's mighty, mighty. Letting it all hang out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Jameson thing, the important thing there is the ori original quotes. What John said was the when he said he founded the right. distillery. That is now a museum. Yep. Paul disagreed. <laughs> George and Ringo weren't even consulted. Okay, uh, the distillery didn't sell Jameson in bottles until 1968, which I was just took a second. So and I was like, wait, what? When you stop and go, everything from Jameson until 68 was fresh out of the cask. It was yeah. all cask strength. Oh. Bananas. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Imagine that. 
Yeah. I did. That was that sound. <laughs> uh, for nearly two centuries, the whiskey had been sold exclusively by the cask to bonders. The Jameson brand was acquired by the French drinks conglomerate Pernod Ricard. Every time I read that first word, I'm like, that's not right. I don't know why. Uh, in ni- 1988, <laughs> when it bought Irish distillers. The old Jameson Distillery in Bow Street, or Bow Street, whatever, near Smithfield in Dublin, now serves as a museum which offers tours and tastings. The distillery, which is historical in nature and no longer produces whiskey on site, went through a $12.6 million renovation that was concluded in March 2016, is now a focal part of Ireland's strategy to raise the number of whiskey tourists, which stood at 600,000 in 2017. I, I want to be one of those tourists. I would yeah, love seriously. to go, but after, you know, we live in Kentucky, so it's the the experience of walking up to the fresh vats yeah, with the mash in them. And to and, know that they're not actually doing that there anymore. And you, yeah, when you stand over those fresh vats and you're just like inhaling it, you're just like, oh yeah, give me yeah. that, give me. <sighs> we yeah. need to do, we... we we need to do a, a, a thing of us on on bourbon trail tours. We st- yes, we've been talking mm. about that. We still this summer we should totally do that. So that's oh, I'm, do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure some of these places would work with us. And when I say work with us, I mean give us a, they would work with us as in White Labs worked with us and like oh yeah we've got this room over here you guys can borrow. Oh can someone yeah, come talk with least, us? At the very least we just like sit there and record a couple quick things and then put them up later. But yeah, yeah minimum just to, yeah um, we have plans. Uh, or we will. <laughs> we can't do another wedding uh, at Buffalo Trace. I'm sure they charge way too much now. Besides, you guys are already married. And I'm dying alone. We... <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke. Move on. We could get remarried. I mean... Uh, so anyway, Bow Street <laughs> also now <laughs> has a fully functioning maturation warehouse within its walls since the 2016 renovation. It is here that Jameson 18 Bow Street is finished before being bottled at cask strength. When Pernod, Pernod Ricard purchased Jameson, uh, only half of its whiskey left the country, and about half million cases were produced annually. Today, 90% of the 4.7 million cases of Jameson produced are exported around the world. 90%. So, <laughs> so uh, I think that goes to an earlier discussion in the chat about Ireland is not actually drinking Jameson. No, they're not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it it goes elsewhere. It's it's you know it's like red stripe in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, they're not <laughs> drinking it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we selling it to global tourists. <laughs> uh, so we did get a uh, um, a nice hooray beer. A nice list from uh, the wiki that is on some of their expressions from Jameson. They got a lot of expressions. Uh, they're not like Lagavulin, where it's like, it's so we're going to read the, the list of their expressions. It's four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, so you've got the Jameson Black Barrel. Never had that. Um, sounds interesting. I, um, I, I considered buying that, but then I was like, you know what? If we're doing Jameson, I'm drinking just regular Jameson. Right. If I um, can put the lid back. <laughs> Jameson 12-year Special Reserve, uh, which was formerly called Jameson in 1780. Uh, Jameson Gold Reserve, of course. Then there's another 18-year. Uh, there's the uh, Rarest Vintage Reserve, the Signature Reserve. I feel like I see the Rarest Vintage everywhere, but Signature. <laughs> yeah. Signature is exclusive to duty-free shops. 
Interesting. Oh, see. Uh, Jameson Crested, which I don't <laughs> even know what that is. Uh, that's uh, it's it's there's a Jameson Crested and there's a Jameson Crested Warbler. Uh, it makes a specific sound during mating season. <laughs> well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, where are we at? Oh, so okay, they have ones exclusive. Or is to... it someone drunkenly throwing up on St. Patrick's Day? Is that the sound? <laughs> oh God. Jameson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not make that noise right now. Holy shit. Okay, uh, anyway, so... Whiskey episodes always end so fun. Hmm. They can't all be that's the a, bourbon one, though. That's a word to say. Uh, so, distillery visitor center exclusives. So, another reason to go visit that location. So, they've got the Jameson Distillery Edition, obviously. Uh, the Jameson Black Barrel Cask Strength. And the Jameson 12-year uh, Distillery Reserve. I'd be on for those last two. Yeah. If I was there, I'd be walking home with multiple bottles. Uh, and as we've talked about before, they've got the Caskmates series, which Bob, mm-hmm. you've had. I feel like I've had this. I've had one of them. Okay, it was the, yeah, they've the got stout. A um, so they've got the Caskmates Stout Edition. So it's Jameson finished in Irish craft beer seasoned barrels. Um, interesting. <laughs> they've also got the that series. I think it's already off shelves. I can't. I couldn't find it before. Uh, but they did that with Revolution, mm-hmm. where they. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. They gave Revolution Brewing out of Chicago, who actually had, I saw an article on uh, Brewbound, that Revolution actually had the most off-premise sales of any brewery in Chicago. Like, they're beating out Goose Island for off-premise sales. I mean... Which is pretty yeah. amazing when you think about it. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, <clears throat> Jameson kicked in some casks, and they aged some beer in it, and then sent the casks back, and Jameson put whiskey back in those barrels and then put that out couldn't find those bottles anymore well no <laughs> i wish i'd bought one before but um, apparently pretty good so they uh, in addition to the stout they have the ipa edition which i think would be kind of interesting um obviously finished in ipa season barrels yeah uh, this from franciscan oh. well brewery don't know what that is uh i i, I don't know how much an ipa would not Art into I don't either, but at the same time, I'm like intrigued. I guess. Yeah, I'm intrigued enough to find out. I don't know if I'd yeah. throw down the money to find out. No, if it was just available, so then yes, I'd throw down at least one third of the money to find out. Well, good news for you, <laughs> oh. they do sell this in the miniature bottles, not like the airplane oh. size bottles, but oh. the slightly bigger ones. Yeah, I did see some of the cask makes uh, cask mates in those size bottles huh. for like ten bucks. So if you're willing to wait, get... Wait. It's not the airplane bottles, but the kind you can fit in your back pocket? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't, they're rounded, so you can't really gauge oh, okay. it that Because there, the, there, there was a set that I had bought that uh, uh, a bachelor party was involved in. Look. Isn't it always? Uh, Our bachelor parties <laughs> have been uh, drunken Debauchery? Affairs. Some of them with many a kilt roaming through downtown. Yeah. Okay. Let's... I'm going to hurry up and finish this list, and then we still have to talk about I'm what just we're glad, actually drinking. I'm just glad Vine doesn't exist anymore, because Casey put a pretty damning Vine of me out there. <laughs> with, like, pelvic thrusts. <laughs> we still have that video. <laughs> just know when you run for office. I was told I should run for office. I don't think I should. What about the Whiskey Maker series, Brittany? <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yes, so the Whiskey Maker series, there's also uh, the Cooper's Crows 
the Blender's Dog, the Distiller's Safe. Great names. Uh, and then finally, the De Deconstructed series. We've got Jameson Bold, Jameson Round, and Jameson Lively. Probably better names. All right. And then... Sorry, I'm just... I'm, I'm looking at the stream of Chris trying to size up his pour, and it's... To be fair, it is really good. Uh, so, speaking mm -hmm. of that... Drink with me, friend! Hey, one of the ones that we've not mentioned yet. That's true. It's what we're drinking. Uh, let me actually show what this... Here we go. So we got the Jameson Cold Brew, which sounds a little odd. No, it doesn't. But it's not. <laughs> it's very much erection-inducing. It's... So, okay... Uh, we had a uh, furry viking stop by earlier and uh, got to try a, a hit of this and he brought forward he's like no he's like that would that will replace Kahlua for me mm. in white Russians moving forward oh. and it is so coffee forward I would legit just like yes you, you need to get this they recommend on the back of the bottle like oh you should do it in a cocktail or over ice we tried and over ice over ice no it just watered it down the coffee wasn't very good and it didn't taste at all like whiskey I recommend doing it room temperature, straight up, the way I recommend every whiskey. And it is, right. it's already the perfect whiskey coffee blend. Like, it, it needs nothing else at this point. It is just perfect straight out of the bottle. You can just tip that bad boy back. It is dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> you're ready for your Irish coffees. No they, need for coffee. They, yeah, they're, they're made for you. No coffee needed. It's already there. But it, it genuinely is really good. Like, it's... So, so what you're saying is next time we're in bottle. some sort of resort that we need to Irish up some coffees, we'll just pour we're this just instead. Yeah. If we need to Irish it up, if we need to Kentucky it up, well, we'll still Kentucky it up. Well, right, right. <laughs> we'll Kentucky it up with into the Irish whiskey that's already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so just for we'll limmy it up. <laughs> so right, it's right. just Jack Daniels that's Tennesseeing <laughs> it up. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Because that's, uh, that's if anyone doesn't know, that's all limmy drink. Didn't even drink water. No uh, water. Doctors nothing. were amazed. His blood was like literally ninety percent Jack Daniels. That's probably correct. No one and people wondered why he died. Like, no, they didn't. Well, she didn't even die from that. But no, he died yeah. from like five different kinds of cancer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is at thirty percent ABV, um, and I just want to read the description real quick. Um, so, Jameson Cold Brew combines the smooth taste of triple distilled Jameson and the richness of natural cold brew coffee flavor mm. into one bottle. Oh. Perfectly balanced combination of smooth Irish whiskey with mm. hints of toasted oak, dark chocolate, and a rich coffee aroma. Oh. <laughs> Made with Arabica coffee beans yes. from Brazil and Colombia. And no added sugar. Mm. I was going to say, shouldn't that be, like, Arabia? But then, like, nope. Arabica. Nope. But yeah, it's really good and genuinely like if you see it somewhere, just grab it. I know, I I know, I know you're watching. I know you're listening. I know you're you're doubting. You're doubting what you're hearing and what you're seeing. Don't doubt it. How much was it anyway for a bottle? Too much. They are. <laughs> they know what is in this bottle, okay. and they have priced it accordingly. Because, like, Jameson's not that expensive. And no, Jameson's like, oh, it's not. Jameson's yeah, like it's... 19 bucks a bottle for yeah. a big bottle. And this is not that apparently. Well, speaking of Jameson, <laughs> that's what I got. The OG. Uh, the OG. Uh, no, this is uh, this is just their regular, no, nothing special, nothing fancy, uh, as they describe it. Smooth Irish whiskey made 
the way John made the John Jameson way since 1780-ish. <laughs> so now we know it's like, <laughs> but yeah, forty uh, percent ABV. Which uh... <laughs> is it? Is it sad to say light for whiskey for me now? I mean, so after like... you've had like legit Isla Scotch, you're just like, oh, you could... you're used to to bottle and bond bourbon for your like relaxing drink. We completely drink. forgot to mention it. Bottled and Bond Day was this past week. Oh, this celebrated the anniversary of the passing of the Bottled and Bond Act. So, uh, yeah, all you E.H. Taylor fans, uh, crack open a Bottled and Bond. I might have to do a little in post, Bottled and Bond to celebrate. Uh, yeah, I think I can join you for some of that. Yeah, everyone, everyone with a Bottled and Bond who's in chat, I know there's a few of you, we're, we're all going to have to get together in post-show and do some Bottled and Bond to celebrate uh, the passing of yeah. that act. It means you got to drink a lot of this Jameson quickly. Yeah, you do. Uh but no, this uh, this is what I cut my teeth on. The 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 first time I had Jameson, I, I I will always remember the words that came out of my mouth, which was I drank it from a flask that a friend of mine handed me, and I went, "Oh, oh, you're gonna find me dead in the gutter with that." <laughs> uh, which still may or may it, not be true. We don't know. Look, no, the no flasks... but but it it's so smooth and easy to drink yeah. that you don't know you're drinking something really alcoholic until it sneaks up on you. So I've got to say, uh, the one thing that's changed in my life over time is most of the flasks I was handed before were probably full of Jameson. Yeah. Now most of the flasks I get handed are full of incredibly hard-to-find scotches and bourbons and are incredibly fantastic, and yeah. you don't want to give the flask back. And someone no. in chat is the perpetrator of this, usually. That son of a... But no, um, Glorious it, it's, still, it's still fine. Uh, I've had better Irish whiskeys, but Jameson is still perfe perfectly drinkable. You know, that's that's some uh, that's some uh, uh, praise you can put on there. Perfectly drinkable. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it, it is a liquid you can <laughs> consume. We have a, a nice large bottle of regular Jameson that we obtained at our last apartment when one of our neighbors moved out and left a note sitting on the washing machine, and oh, I yeah. walked in there. There's a bottle of James. It had been opened, and at least the neck had come out of it. And it just said, hey, you've all been great neighbors. Uh, here's the bottle. It, it was just like, enjoy. Thanks for all the time. We never met this neighbor. And I said, don't mind if I do. <laughs> Took the bottle and walked off, and it has officially been the laundry bottle of Jameson that we are only free to drink when we're doing laundry. Which actually I was going to say, like you, uh, you got to pour, gotta pour like a little bit into the laundry. To get the to get the correct yeah to, to get it clean it's just get them whites wider and the cleaning power of Jameson <laughs> yeah the screw club soda <laughs> so yeah uh, I guess that that does it does it uh, we learned a lot today I feel like I mean I didn't know a lot of this there, stuff there's 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 a fair amount of fair who, amount of learning uh, I didn't realize Jameson was a Scots. Right? Yeah, they started. They were Scottish, a Scottish family, Scottish distillers, and they were pirate hunters. Like before they got distilling, like what? like what the f was going on? It was the 16th century, so it's at least 200 years before 16th century yeah. in Scotland. Yeah, tracks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, much sooner, and you're you're chasing off Vikings. So, yeah, 
fair point. Fair point. That's only <laughs> that's like two hundred years out of the Viking Age. So yeah. yeah, but I mean, like we're if we're we're comparing two hundred years before when Jameson gets founded. So it's pretty close. Yeah. So historically speaking, how often in a show do you have to hear me or Chris say historically speaking? Or uh, we get to mention I, Marconi. Or play now, a song about Marconi. And now anyone try to get that song out of your hand. They're like, I don't even remember Marconi, it. the genius inventor Marconi. We've, we've, we've seen the episode quite a few times. It's, it's Before the child yeah. was even born. Yeah, no. Right. Casey's right. the one who turned us on to Storybox. Yeah, it's his fault. But in turn, we put him onto We Bear Bears. That's true. We, we return to Let's subscribe and get some great resources. Uh, no, uh, no song implied so you guys can actually understand me. Subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. You can follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. And you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. If you like us getting this drunk at the end of a show, let us know. We can get more... <laughs> more alcohol episodes in and schedule the next day off so we don't have to go into work. I can get more drunk. I can too. I, I, I've done it before. And you can tell us <laughs> at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or uh, use the feedback page on the website. Yes, all joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. We're getting this stupid drunk in our own homes. I, mm-hmm. My keys are somewhere over there. I'm not getting in near anywhere near my car. I've I have weaponry closer to me than keys. I mean, you can see it behind me. No, not not here. Most <laughs> of my weaponry is in storage. Hmm. I've also got oh, we've got that reindeer hide. I miss. I really miss when it used to be draped over the couch, cuddling. Under yeah, it. but it got everywhere. It, it did. did. It shed everywhere. It was an issue. But it got, oh my. Like when you once you cuddled under like a reindeer fur, like the warmth. It's you cuddled unreal. under a rainbow, a uh, reindeer fur. <laughs> the rainbow Your fur. Rainbow reindeer fur. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how you conceive children. It is. What's better is we take our child and he would pet it. <laughs> and when when he's able to speak, we'll let him name it. Oh. I'm hoping he names it Sven. He's gonna name it. He's gonna name it Murloc. <laughs> Pretty sure, like some random words come out at this point. It's interesting. Bob. Accidentally, yes, he All actually right. does say Bob. Uh, All right. Okay. So, <laughs> after all that, th- thank you for for <laughs> staying with tuning us. in, <laughs> uh, and we will check you. Uh, wow. Okay. We'll check you later, <laughs> check folks. You out. I'm not even going to for next episode. (laughs) Killing it, you guys. Uh, Okay, check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And please remember to, uh, if you want to support the show, to check out either haveadrinkstore.com or patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Why not both? If you are a supporter, (laughs) check those credit card numbers. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We're going to see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>